Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Balanced Blonde Podcast, Soul on Fire. I hope everyone's having an amazing week so far, or maybe weekend, depending on when you're listening to this. I also wanted to thank you guys for all the awesome feedback about our first ever live episode. Last week's episode with Rachel Mansfield hosted at Pure Yoga in New York. It was such a cool experience to have the audience and the live Q&As and also to have Rachel tell her wellness journey. So if you guys haven't listened to that yet and it sounds like something that you would like, you can just pop back into iTunes and listen to last week's episode. Now we officially have 30 episodes of the Soul on Fire podcast, which is pretty unbelievable because I feel like I started this yesterday, but it was actually 30 weeks ago because I've been doing one episode a week since I started in November. And I just have to say, I know I've said this before, but I have to say it again, podcasting is my favorite part of what I do now. I feel like it has given me a way to connect to you guys in a totally, totally different and much more personalized way. And it's also awesome because it brings me to people, to listeners that have never read my blog, who have no idea what I've been up to for the last four years since I've been blogging and living the balanced blonde life, previously the blonde vegan life, um, because my guests get to share their story. So there's something here for everybody. I get to connect with you guys. I get to share people who inspire me, who have totally set their souls on fire. So I just feel really grateful for everybody who listens every week, for people who have left positive reviews, um, honest reviews of all kinds. I'm so grateful. So if you're a listener of the podcast and if you haven't left a review or gone into iTunes to uh, just say what you think, you can go into the iTunes store and type in the Balance Bond podcast and basically just leave a review because it makes this podcast more visible to all different sorts of people. And it would mean so much to me. And of course, I just love to see what you guys say. So thank you so much for everybody who's done that. And if you are near a computer at any time and you think about it, that would be awesome. Also, you can feel free to join the Soul on Fire podcast tribe on Facebook. That's all you have to type in, Soul on Fire podcast tribe. We have connected with people from all over the world. People are so awesome in that group, so open to sharing everything different cities people travel to and ask where they can go to healthy juice bars and yoga studios and workouts and all that good stuff. So maybe it would be a fun thing for you to join if you haven't thought about it yet. And on that note, I'm so excited to introduce someone who has seriously and truly set her soul on fire. In the moment that I discovered her, I knew that I had to share her with you guys. She has been YouTubing for five years. You can find her on her Marissa Lace channel. She has a crystal shop called Light Love and Lace that you can find on Shopify. Just typing Light Love and Lace into Google. 
where you can buy these amazing bundles of crystals and Palo Santo and all the stuff that I have gotten so, so into this year, really just discovering a more spiritual side of myself, Kundalini, and watching people's YouTubes like Marissa, who has this incredible spiritual outlook. She's so positive. She shares wellness content, positivity. She pretty much just turns anybody's day into a good day by watching her YouTube channel. She vlogs. She really, in a lot of ways, her content reminds me of stuff that I try to put out there on my blog, but she does it in YouTube form. And she's so, so good at talking to the camera and making you feel like you know her and you're friends with her. She's so open. She is so humble and she is just an amazing person. As you'll find when you listen to this episode, you'll see that Marissa discovered my podcast and started tweeting about it. So I looked at her Twitter, saw that she had all these different retweets and thought, oh my gosh, I have to see who this girl is and what she's doing. She seems awesome. So I started watching her YouTube channel and at that point discovered that I had watched her YouTube channel a bunch of times in the past. So I basically rediscovered her and we started talking and connected on so many different levels and decided right away that she had to be on the podcast. And she was so, so kind to come on. She was actually going to drive to LA from Northern California just to do the podcast in person with me, but she had car issues. So we ended up Skyping and we both completely believe that the universe always has our back. So we know that whatever was happening with her car, she was meant to stay in NorCal, meant to do the interview via Skype. And I think it turned out really amazing. I think she's going to inspire you guys so much. We talk about basically turning every situation in life into a positive one, not by being ignorant of actual circumstances going on around us, but by just having a positive, optimistic outlook. And we talk about crystals, healing energy. We talk about being young entrepreneurs and how she has built a career off of YouTube, doing what we love. Basically, just the fact that you can be passionate about your life whatever you end up doing. So you're in control of your own life. Marissa is a huge testament to that. And without further ado, we will dive into this interview with Marissa Lace. Okay, guys, I am so excited to be here Skyping with today's guest, Marissa Lace. You may know her from YouTube. She has a fabulous YouTube channel that is all about wellness and travel and positivity and beauty. And she doesn't know this, but I went back in her videos this morning and watched her first video from five years ago, which I love doing. Every time I have somebody who's been like on YouTube or somebody who's had a blog for a really long time, I like to look back and see what they were doing when they started because I just find it so fascinating to hear about when people started their journeys and why they started, especially to share so publicly. I think it takes usually like a particular passion or some kind of catalyst to start doing that. And of course, you've built so much on top of your YouTube channel. You have a crystal shop and 
you basically have a whole lifestyle brand that is you. And I'm so excited to be talking to you today. So before I dive into all the questions that I have, why don't you introduce yourself and tell our listeners a little bit about who you are? Well, yeah. First of all, that is hysterical that you went and watched that video. So many YouTubers like take all their old videos and put them on private. And every single one of mine is still up. I remember I thought I was so clever for putting what up YouTube when really <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> I saw that that was the title. I was seriously thinking I would have named my first video that too, if I knew like what YouTube even was when I started my YouTube. I thought that was the cutest title. Oh my God, with my big crimped hair, my straight bangs, my Victoria's Secret pink bedding in my college dorm. I thought I was the shit. Let me tell you. <laughs> so amazing. I loved it. I loved how you introduced yourself in your first video as a beauty guru who oh, was going to be going to be making tutorials. I mean, I literally, I genuinely love that because I think you knew what your path was and you knew what you wanted to share. And that's so cool. Uh, but yeah, hi guys. I'm Marissa Lacer, also known as Marissa Lace. Um, as Jordan said, I create, you know, positivity, self-love, travel videos, just really trying to create a safe and just loving space on the internet where people can come and kind of connect with other like-minded people who really just are on their own year of you journey, as I call it, that we I'm sure we'll get into. Yeah, I started my own crystal shop, which has been the biggest and most exciting part of my life so far, I think. And I'm so excited. I love Jordan's podcast. So this is so exciting. It is so exciting. So for everybody listening, just so you have the down low on how Marissa and I found each other, um, she started listening to my podcast. I don't, I don't know how she found it. I'm going to ask her in a second, but I saw that she tweeted about it one day and I looked on Twitter and I saw that Someone named Marissa had tweeted about the podcast and that it got like 150 retweets or something. And I was like, wait a second. To get that many retweets on Twitter is a really big deal for me because um, I don't use Twitter that much. And I'm always really impressed with people who have high Twitter engagement. So I had to look and see, of course. And then I saw that you had a YouTube channel and then I started perusing your YouTube. I found you on Instagram and we started talking. And pretty much from that moment forward, I knew that I wanted to have you on the podcast because you are such a soul on fire type of person. But before I ask you any questions, I do want to know, I'm curious, how did you find the podcast to begin with? So it's really funny. So I actually am subscribed to your YouTube channel because you commented on one of my videos from like like it was two years ago that I subscribed. I remember the first vlog of yours I ever watched. You were still doing the apparel line. You were with some guy outside the acai bowl shop. And like, you guys were doing this cute vlog. And I was like, oh my God, she's blonde. She likes balance. I have never related more in my life. And then I've always followed you since then. And I think you were on someone else's podcast. I think it was Lauren and Michael's podcast that yes. I, and yes. So then I went and listened to you and you, um, had interviewed the How You Glow girls who are like, oh my God, my ultimate girl crushes. If I ever swam in the lady pond, I'd be all about it. <laughs> they're amazing. They are like goddesses. <laughs> yeah, they're true goddesses. When you come to LA, we will all hang out. That would be really fun. I'm sure I just like ruined my chances of that. By <laughs> no, they're going to love it. They're the absolute best. But yeah, I had been following 
you for a while. And then I, I don't know how I didn't know about the podcast. And then the universe just threw it in my lap and I have been hooked ever since. Oh my God. I love that. Well, yeah. So when I found your YouTube through Twitter, I did recognize that I've for sure watched your YouTube like multiple times, which makes sense as to why I was commenting on it and totally relating to everything that you talk about. And I thought the same thing. I'm like, this blonde girl is talking about all the stuff that I love. We are meant to be friends. So it's fantastic. I love hearing that. Sometimes it's just really cool to hear the origin story of how people came across each other. And I think I know that we both are really big into trusting in the universe and trusting our gut and our intuition. So I would definitely say that the universe wanted us to meet. And it's really cool that our first full-blown conversation is a recording for the podcast. Yes. The foundation of our friendship is recorded. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So special. Well, I'm pretty sure that is like the epitome of both of our lives, given that you're on YouTube and I put myself out there in a lot of ways too. (laughs) Yes. Well, you know, back to the first video part, the fact it's wild to me that I've been doing that since I was 18. I feel like I just started it like last year. It's wild. Yeah. Isn't it weird how fast things go? Ugh. I was very impressed when I looked all the way back that you'd been doing it for five years because that was kind of early for YouTube, I would say. Do you feel that way? Oh, 100%. I started YouTube before like anyone made money off it. I think people had just started doing like small brand deals. We're talking like maybe $100 for a video or $200 for a video. And I started it simply like not to jump into this, but like I simply started it because I wanted something to do. I was the worst student ever. I didn't have a ton of friends. I had a few close friends. And then I just like had all this free time as I was skipping class. (laughs) And so I decided to dive into YouTube and it led me here. Wow. I love hearing that. That's so cool. So you just started it on a whim just to share what you were passionate about. Right. So I had my high school best friend. um, She had a friend at her college who was a big YouTuber and she suggested that I make a channel and, you know, God bless her for introducing me to YouTube. I will forever be grateful for that. Like, oh, I can't believe that it now that I'm here and this is what I'm doing. Yeah. So now when you introduce yourself to people, do you call yourself a YouTuber? Is that what you consider yourself to be as far as career goes? It's so funny because it depends on who I'm talking to, to be totally honest. Like, for example, when I went and spent Christmas in Indiana with my boyfriend's family and we were meeting like extended family, they would ask what I do. And I just like for people that don't really know or people who aren't really in like a certain age demographic where you'd be like, oh, I'm a YouTuber, they'd get it. I just say I work in social media because that is what I do. I work in social media. But, you know, it always starts a very lengthy, very wild conversation of, oh, you make money off that? Or, oh, well, what do you make videos of? Or, oh, what's your channel? And then they want to pull them up right then and there. I can't even tell you how many times I've been like at group dinners and people pull up my videos. And I'm like, there's nothing more awkward than hearing yourself as you're just trying to eat a garlic knot. (laughs) Right. Like the first time that you're meeting someone too. And then it's, oh, there's a video of me. Yeah. And you know, they always, they, when they search you, it pulls up your most popular videos. And most of the time it's my draw my life. And I'm like, can we not watch a video of me like sobbing about my childhood over dinner? Like, (laughs) yeah, well, yeah. I think a lot of times when people don't know a whole lot about social media for a living, whether it be YouTube or blogging or whatever platform that someone mainly devotes their energy to, I think they often don't realize how much of 
the influencer's life is out there on the internet. Like same goes for me when I meet somebody and they find out that I blog for a living and they'll Google my name. And I'm like, no, 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 please don't (laughs) Google my name. Because what you will really find is hundreds of thousands of articles of vegans who hate me. Um, so don't Google my name, maybe go to my blog. And I mean, give you a direct link. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Let me send you the direct links of everything that I do want people to see. It's just so funny, but that's really cool. And when you started your YouTube, how long had you been doing it before you realized that this was something that people were starting to make money off of and start kind of becoming your own entrepreneur girl boss? So it was, so I started it when I was 18. I was going to school in Chico at their community college, Butte, which I'm sure you know all about being from the Bay Area. Um, but so I was going to school up there and then my freshman year ended and I was supposed to move up to Seattle to go live up there and go to school up there. And I sat down with my grandparents and I'm like, I don't want to go to school. Like I don't want to do that. And so I was like, you know what? I really love this YouTube thing. I really love beauty. And you know, ever since I was growing up with my mom, she was super into makeup, super into hair. And I was like, I've always been into beauty. And I was like, how can I work on my YouTube channel and still do something? Cause my grandparents are very old fashioned. They're like, you need to go to school. You need to focus on something. So I was like, okay, beauty school. And being in Pleasanton, San Francisco is only about an hour away. And there's a really, really great beauty school there called the San Francisco Institute of Aesthetics and Cosmetology, which is a Paul Mitchell school. And I went there, I toured it. And then I came to my grandparents and I'm like, this is what I want to do. This is my plan. This is like how long I'm going to go to school. And I started out in day school. And then I realized that trying to balance, you know, a 10 hour day with YouTube was a little impossible for me personally. So then I sat down with them again and I'm like, I'm going to go to night school. So during the day I would work on my YouTube channel and then at night I would go to school. And I think that it was when I was graduating beauty school that I really realized that that could be my job. So, you know, for a lot of people, it takes off right away. I shouldn't say a lot of people, but there is a handful of people that really tap into it and make YouTube a business that's very, you know, calculated and curated content. And I'm just not one of those people. And, you know, that's something I really love about your blog, Jordan. It's very authentic. And you can tell it's very you and very just, what's the right word? It's very just organic and very just your personality thrown into it. You could tell that, you know, it's just you. And I think that when I graduated beauty school, I realized, hey, I'm not going into a salon. I'm going to focus on YouTube. And at that point, I was making some money off of it. And it just kind of, that kind of gave me the push. Yeah. Wow. That's really, really cool. I love hearing the whole journey of it. And yeah, I can agree from watching so many of your videos. I love that about your, um, your channel is that you are so authentic and you're so you, and there's nothing, um, really, I mean, definitely nothing calculated about it, but also nothing too like over the top organized about it, which I can really relate to. And I don't mean that in a bad way at all. It is organized in the sense that you do a really, really good job editing and all of the titles have these beautiful like title cards or whatever they're called on YouTube. Mm -hmm. But um, in a way, you're just sharing your life. You're just talking. And that's, I think, what people relate to the most and probably a huge reason why you've been so successful. 
100%. And I think that, you know, that can, that's something too, that's like a double-edged sword. Cause as, as you were saying, as YouTube has evolved and as I've grown up with YouTube, YouTube has changed a ton and I'm sure you've seen it too. It's now these very like cinematic experiences. And I'm like, this is a grocery haul. Why do I feel like right. I'm <laughs> Yeah. And it doesn't have to be. And all of the channels that I watch on YouTube are 100% organic and natural. And when I do go out on a whim and actually make a YouTube video, which is not very often, usually Christina does the whole thing because she's far more talented at that than I am we always try to keep it like that, like as behind the scenes as it can get, because I feel like that's how YouTube started and nothing against these cinematic experiences. Those are awesome. It it takes so much diligence to do that kind of thing. But I think the type of channel that you have is fantastic because it can evolve alongside of you the whole entire way, which it has from five years ago to now. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And I think that the reason, you know, and I've just going back to the cinematic part, I love those videos so much. And I think that when I watch them, I get so inspired by their creativity and you can feel the passion in their videos. They're spending all that time and energy creating this beautiful, it's art. Like that's what it is. It's art. And I'm just someone who, just like you said, I'm not very organized. Like to me, I'm organized. Like my videos do make sense, but I'm just not someone who can pretend to have my life together 100%. And, you know, I am kind of a hot mess 50% of the time. And my boyfriend's always laughing because I always have a million thoughts running at the same time. I'm trying to do a million things at the same time. And I feel like that's just who I am as a person. And I've learned over the years to just embrace that about myself. And I just find it funny at this point that, you know, trying to run this YouTube channel and trying to now do the crystal shop and just being authentic to who you are is the easiest and best tip I have for people who ask about starting a YouTube channel. It's like, whoever you are, embrace that. Whatever you love, embrace that. Like you can't try and be someone else or create someone else's content when the real you will shine through. And that's what people want anyway. Yeah. And that goes for everything that people do, but I think specifically on social media and you just do such a good job of that. Like a video that I was watching of yours earlier, I was cracking up because you were eating a salad for breakfast. And I believe your exact words were, I don't eat normal meals. I never eat normal meals. Like I'm having a salad for breakfast and I can't be expected to eat like a normal meal at any point during the day. And I was cracking up because that is 100% me. I will crave like dinner foods for breakfast, but I also don't eat breakfast until like really late because I like to have bulletproof coffee first thing in the morning. And I swear just sharing that type of relatability is what people can connect to. And you do such a good job of that. So I love it. You know, most mornings I'm just heating up a spicy Boca chicken patty in the microwave and that's a decent breakfast for me. (laughs) Right. Fulfill my hunger. I am doing great. And you know what that is, is like, I can't, (laughs) again, back to forth, like I love green smoothies. I can mess with a green smoothie any time of the day, but it does not fill me up. So I need to eat something in the morning because I'm sure you're like this too. You're going all day. So it's like, if I'm going to eat something and I'm going to spend time making this for my body, I want to actually enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that 
probably the only rule that I would ever have regarding food for myself or a tip for anybody else is to truly love what you're putting into your body because you really can't go wrong when you love it, even if it doesn't fill you up and you have to eat again shortly after. I think that loving it is just huge and probably something that we've both learned on our wellness journeys, which I definitely want to get into with you. I know that your journey has ebbed and flowed and you've shared a lot of it really publicly and people have related so much. Um, And I know that you just took a year off of working out and you're just getting back into it. So I would love to hear all the details about that. What made you decide to take a year off of working out, um, how it was for you and where you are now? Yeah. So I think that the, where it started was I was, so I was living in LA. This was, I think two years ago now. And it was right before I started year of you, which I'm sure you saw on my channel, which for anyone who doesn't know, Year of You was a project that I did and I'm still continuing into 2017 where it's really focusing on you. Like I feel like so much of us, so many of us are taught that being selfish and like really taking care of yourself is wrong. And, you know, people view selfish as a negative word when really it's just, you need to kind of focus on you and pour that love and energy that you are pouring into other people. So nonstop into yourself a little bit. So I had gotten out of a really toxic relationship. And I, before that had been really into if it fits your macros, which I'm sure you know all about Jordan, um, all about weighing all of my food. Everything I ate was very calculated. Um, Every gram of fat, carbs, and protein that went into my body was weighed. And from that, I kind of, not kind of, I mean, I did have a binge eating disorder. It's like when you're only limiting your body to a certain certain number of things every day. It's like you fear every food and you start holding yourself back from social events or going out with your friends or anything like that because you don't know the macronutrients of your meal. And, you know, with that was my gym workout routine, which I would go six or seven days a week. And if I didn't go, I felt awful about myself. And, you know, two years ago, it's really when the whole lifting thing got super, super popular, super mainstream. And I was like, okay, if I want to have a quote unquote, you know, bikini body and I want to look super hot and I want to look good for everyone else, I have to go to the gym and I have to lift weights and I have to do this and I have to eat like this. And not only was I doing this, not wanting to, like I dreaded going to the gym. I'm not one of those people who loves working out. Um, I was like starving myself and overthinking everything. And not only that, but I was, I was trying to look good for other people. So by the time, you know, fast forward to year of you, I was like, you know what? Like I need to focus on me. I need to focus on loving my body for where I am right now. And what do I want to do? What workouts do I like? What food do I like? So I stopped counting macros altogether, cold turkey. Um, I stopped going to the gym cold turkey and I just kind of sat down with myself. And at this point I had picked up all my belongings, moved to Seattle. And I was living in this beautiful apartment, looking over the water, looking over the Space Needle. And I remember sitting in my living room, looking out my window, being like, what do I want my life to be? What do I want my life to look like? I was 22. I was like, I'm young as hell. I should not be this unhappy. I should not be putting up with habits that don't make me happy. I should not be living a life that does not fulfill me. So what do I want? 
And, you know, for me, it was like, I hate working out, done, cut it out. And so for me, it was trying to find things that bring me joy. And so for the past year, I've been doing simple things. So yoga and walking and, you know, just, I talk a lot on my YouTube channel about moving out of love, like move your body with love. And, you know, just how we say eat with love, you need to move with love too. You can't be at the gym or at a yoga class or at an orange theory class and being like, ah, can't get all like need to get all this fat off. Like I'm so hideous. I have X amount of weight and da, 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 da. It's like, no, you have to love where you're at now to really cherish your body and love yourself. You have to love yourself in every stage. And so now I'm at a point where, you know, it's been a year and I'm with someone who loves being active and we travel all the time and, you know, we are active together and we go on hikes. And now I'm super excited to embrace this next chapter with such a new mentality and a new focus on myself and my body and just a new mentality, I guess. Wow. I love all of that. I'm so glad. Sorry (laughs) lengthiest answers ever. (laughs) No, that is totally, that's, that's what we're here for. We want to hear everything that you have to say. And that subject I'm beyond positive is going to hit home for so many people listening. It definitely hits home for me. And I've of course gone back and forth with the way that I exercise and I've been totally addicted to exercise and it's this catch 22 because I do love working out. So as opposed to you, and that's the beauty of the fact that all of us are so different and that we can appreciate just the differences of the way that people choose to relieve their stress. And exercise is a huge stress reliever for me, but I also was abusing the fact that I loved it and doing it way, way, way too much, developing all sorts of hormone imbalances and holding on to extra weight because I was working out so hard and my skin would break out because I had just such high cortisol and all I was doing was like getting my heart rate really high. So I had to take a break for different reasons also. And it was really the most healing time of my life. I did nothing but yoga for like seven months. I would, of course, like walk and be active in all the normal ways, like hiking and stuff, but I didn't really get my heart rate very high. And for me, it felt amazing. Yeah. And I do want to say that when I say I hate working out, I hate the the big, so back then it was, you know, a lot of heavy weightlifting. And, you know, I think that's still really popular now, but two years ago, it became really big for girls to do it. That if you want to have this like perfect little body, this is what you do. This is the secret. And for me personally, like, I'm not about that. Like, (laughs) I'm not trying to go to a CrossFit workout. Like, I'm not someone who's going to squat like 200 pounds. Like, that's just not me. I don't enjoy that. I love just more simple, gentle workouts. I'm sure you've heard of Tone It Up. Love their workouts. I'm going to a workout of theirs in the morning. So oh some kind God. of launch of one of their um, new products. I should mm-hmm. look that up, what the launch is for. But <laughs> yes, I love them. I love, I love that. Yeah. So I love, I love, you know, moving my body and showing myself that I do have this strength because that is very empowering as a woman when, you know, for so many years we were kind of taught that we're the weaker sex and that men are strong and they do this. And, you know, we're just supposed to sit here and look pretty, but it's like, nah, your girl can lift a weight too. I just choose not to. (laughs) 
Right. Exactly. Well, that's, that's so fantastic because it's true. You know how strong you are. You know that you can do anything that you put your mind to, whether it be physical or spiritual or emotional or mental. So it's just our choice. Like it just because you choose not to lift weights doesn't mean you can't. And that's the empowering thing. It's really empowering to actually be like, Hey, I tried that and it wasn't for me. So I'm going to do something else. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, back to that, my resistance to it was the fact of so many people at the time saying that that was the best way to look good and look fit and do this. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need to do that to love myself or feel good in my body. So I think that's where the initial resistance came from. That makes a ton of sense. And I think it's so wise beyond your years that you looking out the window in Seattle came to this realization that you wanted to drop something that you really were not enjoying. I think that that's something that so many people could benefit from doing. And I've seen videos on your channel of you doing meditation. I know that you're into Reiki and of course into crystal healing and all of that really cool alternative energy. So how has that influenced um, your whole entire wellness journey and your body image and all of that that we've been talking about. Yeah. So when I lived in LA two years ago, of course, being in LA, there's a whole spiritual wellness element being there. And there's a shop that you have to check out that everyone has to check out called Spellbound Sky. And the owners are just the kindest, most beautiful people you will ever meet. And they hold these meditation classes every Wednesday and Saturday. And I went to a meditation class and I'd never meditated before. I'd never had a crystal before. And it was a crystal-based meditation. And I remember the first class that I ever went to was a rose quartz meditation. And you lay down, it's a guided meditation. You have your rose quartz, you can put it in your hand, over your heart, wherever you want it. And they talk you through the meditation. And it was the most life-changing experience I've ever had. And I went back every Wednesday that I was able to. And so they really impacted my life with my whole spiritual side and opening my eyes to crystals. And so then one of my best friends took me to their crystal shop. And then I just became, you know, infatuated and just enchanted with these beautiful, beautiful stones of not really understanding how this rose quartz put me in such such a trance. And I'm someone who I can hold a crystal. And um, I want to know if you're the same way, Jordan, I feel the energy, whatever, you know, whatever crystal I'm holding, whether it be a rose quartz or a selenite or a blue lace agate, anything like it, it's like you feel a calming energy or a loving energy or anything like that. And it's just so straight up magical to me that our world that has, you know, become so advanced still has these very simple things that bring so much light and joy to our lives. And so I, you know, just like we said, I share everything on my YouTube channel. And when I you know, became interested in this, I brought it to my YouTube channel and everyone wanted to know about them, wanted to know what they did, how do they work, da da da. And so that's when I started really tapping into it. And when I moved to Seattle and started Year of You, I made sure that, you know, crystals were a big part of that. Spirituality was a big part of that. And so I meditate with my crystals almost every morning. I always have a crystal in my bra or in my purse. I keep them all over my boyfriend's apartment, all over every space that I'm in. There are crystals everywhere. What are your favorite crystals? Oh my goodness. Okay, so... 
<laughs> the most basic crystal, rose quartz, which is all about love, self-love, gratitude, your heart chakra. I just like will always have a special place in my heart for rose quartz. Apophyllite, which is a beautiful, like high vibrational crystal. It's really beautiful. I'm actually sending you one in your package. So um, you're amazing. Um, it's it is, you know, when I in Crystals are different for everyone. Everyone can feel different energy, but for me, it's such a it's such a goddess crystal. Like it's very cleansing. It's very just lifts you up and makes you feel just like this bright white light. And then my most recent favorite is selenite, which is the only crystal that you know never needs needs to be cleansed. It can charge other crystals. I was following this account on Instagram, and they were doing an Instagram story of a meditation, and they were doing a three minute meditation of just holding a selenite wand over your heart. And I decided, you know, I have a ton of selenite. Why not try it out? And I did it, and I have never. I I felt like a new bitch. Like I loved it. (laughs) I love you. I just, I, you know, a lot of people are always like, Marissa, like, I thought you were spiritual. Like, why do you talk like that? And I'm like, I, and that's where light, love and lace came from. It's like, I am light. I am love, but I'm also like a sassy little firecracker too. Like life does not have to be so black and white. And I feel like these crystals just enhance the good parts of me, you know? Yeah. Yes. Well, okay. But I have a lot to say about what you just said. But for one, I am holding selenite as we speak. It's in my lap. Oh Oh my God. Yeah. I'm literally holding it in my hand. I had it sitting behind me while you were talking about it. So I just decided to grab it. I almost fell out of my chair in the process, but I grabbed it and I've been holding it against my heart ever since you said that about holding selenite against your heart and making you feel like a new bitch because who doesn't want to feel that way? And it is so powerful. And I completely agree that the energy of crystals is out of this world. And it really just reminds us all how the universe is working in our favor. And there's so much beyond the surface that a lot of people just, I think, don't really know about, which is why it's so cool that you share about it on YouTube. And I've only recently gotten into spirituality. I've always been into spirituality as far as yoga and being super in tune with myself and the universe and trying to strengthen my intuition through physical yoga and, of course, shavasana and the occasional meditation that goes along with that. But only recently have I gotten really into the rest of kind of everything that's out there from kundalini to other types of meditation and crystals and Reiki. And I know you're also into Reiki. So tell us about that. I know you have a friend who's a Reiki practitioner. Yeah. So I got my first Reiki done actually in LA at the House of Intuition. I'm dying to go there. Oh, you need to. Yeah, I I need to. I went to. She's amazing. Cool. But so yeah, I have a friend here in Vacaville. Her name is Amber. She owns a crystal shop too called The Daily Healing. And we first connected over social media because she wanted to send me things from her shop. And I was like, oh my God, yes. Like I would love to promote this. Like your brand is amazing. Your message is amazing. And you know, just over the past year, we've really gotten closer and she does Reiki. And I'm actually getting certified in Reiki this month. I am so excited. That's amazing. So what Reiki is? is, is it's energy healing. So you are, you know, (laughs) to put it simply, you are sourcing energy from 
the universe through your body and then clearing other people's energy. And you use everything from crystals to rain sticks to singing bowls to everything during this process that is such like an old medicine sort of what's the word tradition that it's so funny when people are like this new age stuff. And I'm like, honey, this has been around longer than anyone. Like it is the greatest experience. And a lot of people think that you need to go to Reiki when you're going through a hard time or when you have negative energy. But really I get a Reiki done by Amber. I just got one done last month and I'm getting one done this month and nothing bad's happening, but it's good to clear your energy. It's good to be around someone who has such positive energy and who can clear your energy. And, you know, we don't realize how being around other people's vibrations and everyone has their own ish going on. Everyone has their own auras, their own everything. And And we can get clouded by that. We can absorb some of that, especially I know, I'm pretty sure you've said this before, that you're someone who takes on other people's energies and you have to be very aware of it. And I'm the same way too, where I'm very empathetic towards everyone. And I can, I have to be careful what movies and like what music I'm listening to, because I could take it on so easily, whatever emotions going on. And so Reiki is all about clearing your energy. It's not about, you know, it's not about any sort of energy except clearing it. It's the selenite, if you would. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm totally with you on that. And um, I, you're right. I do take in other people's energy. You're correct about that. I take it in so strong that sometimes I just think, I seriously wish that I didn't. Wasn't like, a, I'm like a sponge of other people's energy. So being around positive people is amazing. And that is probably why I gravitate toward hanging out in yoga studios and spiritual places because soaking in energy of other positive people is just fantastic and fabulous. But yeah, it's, it is hard. And I think you do have to protect yourself when you're a really empathetic person from sad music, sad movies, but really particularly negative people. And I kind of take it as a positive. Like I'm sure a lot of people listening can relate to being super empathetic. I know this also because of the Soul on Fire podcast group on Facebook. And I recently brought this up in an article that I posted in there. And so many people wrote their stories of being really empathetic people and really struggling because of it. Because it can be hard if you don't really have channels to harness your energy in a positive way and you're just soaking in all of the negative energy that just exists in everyday life. So it's really cool to hear that. And I think um, people listening who have been in that, who have been in that position, Reiki is something to look into for sure. And that's amazing that you're getting certified to be a practitioner. Yes. I'm so excited. I just, I think that the greatest thing that this YouTube channel brought to me was I've always been someone where I just want to help people. Like I need to get this message off my chest and I want to take other people's hurt away, which is where the empathetic part comes in. And it's, you know, I'm someone where I struggled a long time with wanting to fix people when really it's like, you just have to be a source of light. You can't be the bandaid that just covers it up. That is beautiful. I totally, totally agree. And so you started your crystal shop where you now sell basically packages and bundles of all of this wonderful, magical stuff like like crystals, obviously, and all like sage and everything wonderful like that. So how did you come up with that? 
Yeah. So actually my boyfriend and I were just talking about this light love and laces. One year birthday is coming up this month, which is insane that it's already been a year. That's so exciting. Oh my gosh. It's like a whirlwind. I, (laughs) I always joke around that time's not real, that we just made time up. And the fact that it's almost been a year is just like mind blowing. Like where did the time go? But so I had always loved crystals. As we know, um, when I first started year of you in, I think it was 2016. Yeah, it was 2016. I started it. I wanted to create a crystal shop and I wanted to, cause I was creating merch at the time with my manager, And we are no longer like working together, but she thought that it wasn't really the best idea that she didn't think people would take to it very well, which I totally understand because I feel like, you know, some of this new age stuff and some of our spiritual woo-woo-ness is not taken on that well by everyone. So I totally understand that part, but it was getting to mid 2016 and my partner and I were driving from San Francisco to Seattle back to my apartment. And I was telling him how I really wanted to start a crystal shop that I didn't know how in the hell I was going to do it. I didn't know where to get crystals. I didn't even know the first thing about starting a business. And he just kind of woke me up that he's like, you don't need to know all the steps. You just need to know that you want to do it. And I was like, well, what if I just like, (laughs) at first I thought I was just going to start an Instagram page and then do it all through PayPal and like, you know, do it that way, which would have been just such a shit show to be frank. And so he kind of just helped me create this um, website. My One of my dear, dear friends, Ollie, helped me create the name Light Love and Lace. And I, rem- I remember wanting to include lace because not only is lace part of my Marissa Lace brand, but I like what it stands for, that it's, it's sexy and it's feminine and it's fun and it's flirty. But I also love the traditional light or love and light. And I remember love, light and lace was taken. So I did light, love and lace. And I just, I, I like get teary eyed thinking about it. Like it is my baby, just my pride and joy. And I never started it wanting it to blow up to be a big business. And we launched it when we were on family vacation in North Carolina. And within 15 minutes, everything was sold out. And I just remember being like, what did we just do? Like we built this website. Like I remember I was visiting him and he had gone to work one day. He came back at night and I was like, I built this website. Like, do you want to look at it? And I was so proud of myself because, you know, growing up, I, my parents always told me that no one really liked me. My parents weren't that, weren't that nice, weren't that supportive. And I was always told that I wasn't really that smart, that I wasn't really going to do anything. I remember in high school, my history teacher, Mr. Keeley, Arlington High School, shout out to you. He gave me the award for voice most likely to set off a car alarm. And now I have hundreds of thousands of people voluntarily listening to my voice. (laughs) Oh my God. I can't believe a teacher said that to you. You know what? He'll get his own karma. I'm sure. (laughs) Yes, for sure. I mean, it's crazy what people, what, what sometimes is said to people when they're at a formative age like that and they remember it for the rest of their lives. Uh, 100%. Um, we can come back to that, but yeah, go on. (laughs) Like light, love and lace. I, I just, who knew that it was going to blow up into this. And I, 
the main reason I started it was because so many of my beautiful, beautiful friends, my subscribers, my followers, whatever you want to call them, I just call them my sweet, sweet friends because calling someone a fan, I just cannot stand when people say that. But I, they, I wanted to open their eyes to this and I wanted to make it accessible to them. And so many, I would get so many emails and so many Instagram comments and DMs about like, where do I find a good crystal? How do I know that this is a good crystal? And I was like, you know what? I can make this for them. Like, let me be the person that they go to. Like, I want to be that for their self-love journey and their positivity and all their problems. So why don't I create this sort of outlet and do that for them too? And to think that it would turn into this, I had absolutely no idea, but I definitely give many, many thanks and much gratitude to Noah, my partner, for pushing me to start this and just having my back 100% of the time. That's incredible. And you knew that this was something that you were just so passionate about that it didn't really matter to you, it sounds like, how it sold and you just wanted to create it and launch it. And I think that's how a lot of the best businesses start is because you couldn't really imagine not doing it because you wanted to be that light and share something that you love with people. So that's incredible. Yeah, I think it goes back to, you know, I'm sure you get this question of what should I blog about or how do I become a successful blogger? And the biggest tip for all of life is like focus on what you love, like focus on what you are passionate about and create a space that you need. Like (laughs) they always say, write the book that you need to read or, you know, be the person you needed when you were younger. And I just created the space that I needed two years ago. Yes. Well, that's so fantastic because then you're cultivating an audience that is people who can completely relate to you, who are going through similar things that you've been through. So you can really be a voice to a lot of things that you've overcome also. Totally. And you also life coach. Oh, I also tell us, tell us about that. I love all of your different avenues of doing things and you're doing So that's a pretty like controversial topic. That's a very like breaking vegan topic, as we would call it. Like there was a bunch of, you know, going back to what we said about we both believe in the universe throwing us tests and messages and stuff. There was a big uproar about me doing life coaching, about people saying like, what gives you the right to think that you know how to coach people or what gives you the right to think that you know how to help people? And I think that because it was such a fresh time of me out of the spiritual closet and really embracing my true self, I needed that questioning to really remind myself that I am here to do good. And I am here to just show love and light to people. And I am here to help them on their spiritual journey. So all of the wellness coaching, life coaching, whatever you want to call it that I do, um, it's really like a call like this. We do a Skype call and I just, I let them talk. It's, we create kind of a spiritual plan for you. We talk crystals, we talk aromatherapy, we talk yoga, we, you know, see what issues in their life. Cause you know, say that someone's like, Oh, I, you know, have issues with self-love and we talk about what is kind of holding them back from really letting them love themselves because there's always an underlying issue. And I'm no Dr. Phil, but for me to break through on my own journey, I'm just here to help other people do the same thing and learn to love themselves and embrace their spiritual side and just 
we're taught that life has to be kind of difficult these days and life doesn't have to be difficult. Life doesn't have to be so hard. We don't have to be so hard on ourselves. And I feel like that's the message that I try and really convey to the girls that I work with, that it's okay to love yourself and it's okay to be gentle with yourself and, you know, take it step by step and just have a slow paced day and not be stressed out and not, you know, have all this negative energy. Cause Jordan, I'm sure you feel it too, that it's, it's taught now that you ask people how they're and they're like, Oh, busy, B- busy, but good. And it's like the new, Im- like the way you be impressive is say you're busy and you have so much going on when really it's okay to, <laughs> to be calm and be fulfilled with what you're doing and everything like that. Does that make sense? Of course, no, it 100% makes sense. And I'm so glad that you touched on that because I think the glorification of being busy is something that we as empathetic people and spiritual people can really band together to work against because I think, I mean, I totally get it. And I'm guilty of it too. I mean, any of my friends listening would be like, excuse me, Jordan, you're the first person to say, I'm busy, but good, or I'm good, but busy. Or, you know, I, I definitely fall back on that word because it's true a lot of the time. Um, but I try really hard to consciously not use the word busy when I can and replace it with something else like full. I'm really full. My schedule is very full. I've, I've chosen to fill it with a lot of stuff. Sometimes that's too much. And because I'm such an overcommitter, and that's probably been one of my biggest challenges as a person and an entrepreneur and really just like someone who I love what I do and you love what you do. And what you're getting at here is something that I think is so important, which is that we are allowed to love what we do. It's not about growing up and graduating school or whatever you choose to do after high school, whether you go to college or beauty school or dive right into working, it's not necessarily about then finding that job where you sit at a nine to five desk all day, every day for what, for the rest of your life. Like maybe that's what some people want and that's awesome and that's what they're choosing to do. But, and that's the whole point is you can choose what you love and go after it. And if that's what you love to do, amazing. I have a ton of friends who are insanely good at that and they love the flexibility of their schedules and they love, well, actually they love the structure and then they love to just know like they are never going to work on the weekends. That would just never happen in their life. Where for me, I love how everything's up in the air. I love that sometimes I work all weekend long and other times I don't. And kind of going back to the whole busy thing, I'm just really glad that you brought that up because I think it's one of those things in our society and our culture that if you're not busy, you feel like you're doing something wrong. Where really, if you're too busy, you are doing something wrong because you could get sick. And I mean, I can speak to this times a thousand when you're too busy, you get run down, you get sick. That's not self care, that's not taking care of yourself. And then you really can't be spiritual and you really can't be, um, a wellness minded kind of, you can't be living a wellness minded life because you're exhausted. And I have totally been there. Even last week, I was like over the top exhausted from tons of travel and everything that I love that makes me feel really calm and peaceful and happy, like yoga and meditation and sleeping enough and really fueling my body with good food was not happening because I was all over the place. Yeah. And 
I'm just nodding my head the whole time you're talking. But going back to what you were saying about if you're not busy, you're not doing enough. That is so, so true. If you, society has almost instilled in us that if you are not tired, if you are not stressed out, if you are not overwhelmed and, you know, just overflowing with a to-do list, you are not doing enough. And that is just not true. Like our lives don't, don't have to be this crazy, crazy, crazy to-do list and this crazy, like, you know, roller coaster ride. I, I share a lot of my life on, um, the internet as we know why I'm here. Um, and I'll get, you know, as much love and the amazing, amazing comments I get from these beautiful women that connect with me every day. I get, you know, the occasional rude comment and I get handfuls of comments that just tell me that I live in a dream world and I need to get a real job and that I don't know real work or anything like this. And it's like, you know what? I'd much rather live in this quote unquote dream bubble of a pink, dreamy, happy world that I live in that I manifested and I created. And you create your own truth. What you think your life is, you will create that. What you, you know, just like we were saying, if you say, oh, I'm really busy, but good, you will create more busyness. You will create more harsh energy in your life. So whatever you tell yourself that your life is, you will create that. That's probably the best response I've ever heard just because people have, yes, they, I think all of us who share our lives really publicly on the internet, probably some of us more than others, like I'm sure you get this a lot. People will always say you live in a dream world. You need to have a reality check. This isn't real life, blah, blah, get a real job, all this stuff. I've even had people in my personal life tell me to get a real job. And it's, I love what you just said. Like, sure. Then I'm happy to be living in my bubble and be not living in reality because this is what I created for myself. So if you want to say that this isn't reality, then that's totally fine. This is my reality. And this is what I've created for myself. And that's beautiful because you're not fighting back. You're not being defensive and saying, yes, this is a real job. You have no idea how hard I work. I'm so busy. I mean, those are like the go-tos, even in my head. I'm like, excuse me? You don't think this is a real job? I'm pretty sure I feel like I'm working 15 hours a day, seven days a week, but that's defensive. And that's like a whole other side of myself that I've had to explore. Why did I feel that way? Why did I feel like I had to defend that and constantly tell people, well, actually this is how hard I work. And this is how many hours I worked yesterday. Like nobody cares. And in fact, like, I don't even care. That's not interesting conversation to have. And it's really just that whole thing about like, who's busier than the next person. And I think the only, the only reason I fall back on that today to say that I'm really busy is because I try to explain to people why I don't have the kind of time that I used to have or that some of my friends have because they choose to have it. So you kind of, you have whatever you choose. And for me at this point in time, what I've chosen is, uh, well, one of the big things that I've chosen is my career because I love it and I'm having a lot of fun with it. And of course, I'm always working on the balance and spending time with people I love is hugely important to that. But I don't have a ton of that extra time. And that right now, that's kind of what makes me happy and I'm okay with it. So I don't know if you feel that way ever. Totally. I mean, I think too, that some people, and back to what you were saying about being defensive, that's something that I struggle with too, because 
our, you know, ego is a daily practice of putting yourself in check and realizing that you don't have to over explain yourself that what these people are saying, whether it be negative, sarcastic, low vibe, whatever it is, like it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. And if someone doesn't want to like you, just like I said, they create their truth. They will find anything to believe that they created that in their head. And I think that, you know, what you were saying that you, you don't have a lot of time right now, but that's because you created that. You created this beautiful career that all of this free time that you do have, you're putting it into the career. Do you have the time? Yes, but you're filling it with things that you love. And that's what people need to realize that they can create this time and this space for things that they love. It's just a matter of choice and a matter of your thought and a matter of having to really choose that, which is so hard for a lot of us to swallow and comprehend that we do control so much of our life and we do control ourselves. It's, it's a scary thing to realize and to really accept that our thoughts become things and we create those thoughts and that we have so much power over our own life. It's a scary thing to take on and to really, you know, I don't know the saying, like get a hold of, or, you know, swallow, whatever it is. Yeah, no, totally. It's a hard pill to swallow. It yes. is. And, and yeah. that's, yeah, I that's was, one of them. Something so inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. It's scary, really scary to realize that we do control our destiny. We control our lives. And sometimes I look back on choices that I've made, big choices, small choices, choices to be with certain people, uh, cities to live. And it sounds like you... And at your young age have lived in a lot of different cities. So you can, I'm sure, relate to that. Is that like some of these decisions, where do they even come from? But they came straight from our hearts. They came straight from us. And we are in control. I mean, you were living in Seattle and Los Angeles not that long ago. Now you're in Northern California. And just to think like you've been in control of even your physical location, all of these different states. I think that's really cool. And instead of being afraid of it, I mean, and we're always going to have fear about certain things and that's normal. But instead of harping on the fear, I think to just own the fact that we are in control is what's so empowering. And I think that's kind of the theme of this episode because you're such an empowering person. And I see why you were absolutely born to be a life coach as part of your career. And just to touch on that for like a millisecond, because if that has been controversial, as you said, uh, as you've said that it has, I just want to say my personal opinion on that is that if people want to come to you and get advice on spirituality and a plan to follow to be happier more power to them and more power to you. You don't have to have, in my opinion, specific credentials to offer people advice and to charge for your time because you're worth your time. Your time, As we've said, we've, we have full lives. Everybody does. That's, you know, whatever we fill them with, we all have full lives. So I think for you to consult people on them living a happier, healthier life is like the least controversial thing ever. But of course, the internet has all sorts of things to say about everything. Thank you, Jordan. You are a gem. Oh, well, no. I mean, I truly mean that. And I've, of course, experienced that too. And I have a lot of friends who are dipping into being wellness coaches, life coaches, 
health coaches, all of that stuff. And my personal opinion is always, if you have something to offer people and they're choosing to come to you for that, then that's pretty freaking awesome. Like I don't see any problems there. Definitely. Everyone has a light to shine in this world and everyone has something that they're here for. Everyone has a purpose and you can have multiple purposes, just like me doing the crystal shop and, you know, the YouTube and wanting to just connect with people. And you know what? I think that's where it also stemmed from is that I have this big following where so many people are always telling me, Oh, I wish I could talk to you about this. I wish I could do this. And that's where it also stemmed from. Like I felt like I was answering a calling from them as well and wanting to connect with them and people, you know, come back to that. And they're like, well, how can you charge someone then? And I'm like, well, you have to put out to the universe that your time is worth it and you are worthy and what you have to say matters. Otherwise you're going to constantly be walked all over. Yeah. I mean, it's part of being a business person and you've built such business for yourself. So you, you, you know that that's important. And I think it can be hard for people sometimes when they start businesses on the internet to know what to charge for, what not to charge for, how much to charge. But when you start really calling to the universe, if you will, I can say this to you and you won't think that I'm crazy. (laughs) And hopefully at least most people listening don't think that I'm crazy. When you start calling on the universe for those kinds of things, it all comes really easy. Like when I'm trying to think of how much to charge for a specific collaboration, even though I do have like standard pricing for a lot of things. I mean, it it differs depending on what I'm doing. I just like the number just pops into my head and I just know that it's right every single time. And I think it's because I do spend a lot of time working on my spirituality and trusting my gut and kind of letting go surrendering to the universe. Definitely. And I think that, you know, just a side note, the best part of this spiritual journey has been my intuition and really just opening up that I guess, channel, you can say, and really tapping into that because now my intuition is stronger than a magnet. It is like the wildest things that come through and that can, an ego-based thought could be, you know, come into my head. And then two minutes later, it's my intuition shows me what the underlying message and why that came up is. And it's like the most beautiful thing to be so aware of your own life and be so connected that you know that there is a higher power having your back. The universe has your back. Yeah, the universe has, thank you, Gabby Birdstein. Yes, I, Gabby, Gabby's the bomb. And speaking of Gabby and that book that we both love, The Universe Has Your Back, do you have any specific mentors? Like they don't have to be people that you know, but like spiritual mentors or wellness mentors that you have followed their work, read their books, listened to their podcasts that you would like to share with our listeners? Yeah. So one that I've really connected to, and she's become just one of my favorite, favorite people. And she, her name's Emma Milden. She came out with the book, um, The Soul Searcher's Handbook. And it is a modern, what is it? A modern girl's guide to new age life or something like that. And it's basically like a spiritual guide for dummies. Like it has everything from aromatherapy to feng shui, to crystals, to chakras, to auras, like little sections, just explaining every part of it. And her and I have really connected over the past maybe two years or so. And she is just such a light. Another one is Rebecca Campbell. She wrote uh, Light is the New Black, which is just such a beautiful spiritual book and kind of talking about shining your light and embracing your spiritual side and kind of coming out of the closet a little bit. I'm trying to look over at my, um, my like pile of books that I have, but 
I also really love uh, Jerry and Esther Hicks, which is all about, they're all about the law of attraction, uh, which is Abraham Hicks, I'm sure you know about, but their, their work is just amazing. And I hope to go to one of their conferences one day. They're just amazing. I, I think those are my top three besides Gabby, of course. Gabby is um, our queen. <laughs> yeah, she really is. She's incredible. And she's going to be coming on the podcast soon too. Ah, that is amazing. That's going to be so fun. I can't wait to listen. Yes. And the books that you just mentioned, I'm literally putting into my Amazon cart as we speak. Those sound so good. So thank you for sharing those. And one final question for you, because we're coming up on the hour and I could talk to you forever about so many different things, is what would be your top tip for people listening who are looking to set their soul on fire in a way that you have? Ugh. Love yourself first. That's very, it's a very controversial thing. And people think that loving yourself first or self-love is selfish, but loving yourself first is the first step to being your fullest you and being the happiest you and being your most passionate you. And love yourself first is actually the title of my ebook coming out. (gasps) Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm so excited. And that is just like, I, we created it on a tote bag and I didn't have the title of my book yet, but I looked at it and I'm like, if there's one message that I want girls to know, and you know, men too, everyone, every beautiful soul in this world, love yourself first. And sometimes that's tough love times. Sometimes that's soft, gentle love. And sometimes that's, you know, a kick in the ass, just putting yourself in place. Oh, by the way, it's 111 right now on our call. We just need to acknowledge that. (laughs) Oh my God. Wait, I absolutely love it. Yep. The numbers, they're all there. I also noticed when we were talking at um, 20 minutes and one second, which is 201, aka my number that is everywhere always. So just had to say that too. Yes, but definitely love yourself first. And I, what I mean by that, you know, again, just you are, you are your own best friend. You are the you are your own source of energy, your own source of love, your own source of abundance and creativity and everything of that. Without you, you have nothing. Um, I read this quote one time that said something about like, you know, when it's 2 a.m. and you're crying on the bathroom floor and nothing seems to be going right, you are the only one who could pick yourself up. And if there's anything that I've learned over the past couple of years, it's, it's so true. No matter who is in your life, who leaves your life, you are your constant and you are your own source of love. That's beautiful. And I'm so thrilled that you're coming out with that ebook. I can't wait to read it. Can't wait to support you. And everybody listening will have to keep an eye on Marissa's YouTube channel and social media and everything because that sounds like a book that we could all really learn a lot from. Thank you. (laughs) So cool. So tell everybody where they can find you. So you could find me on all my social media is Marissa Lace. And then of course we have our uh, crystal shop, which is Light, Love and Lace. Um, I'm going to give Jordan a code for you guys to get a discount in the show notes just to say thank you to everyone for listening and thank you to Jordan. Um, But yeah, everything's Marissa Lace, YouTube, Instagram. Easy to find. That's the way I like it. That's amazing. And that's so nice of you about the discount code. That's everybody is very lucky for that. That's awesome. Get your crystals in the mail. I know. Oh my gosh. I'm going to add them to my small but growing collection. I have my selenite wand in my hand. I have some kind of aquamarine. I don't think, well, it's, it's turquoise looking actually. I don't know what it is. It was given to me at a, 
I'll, I'll send you pictures. Um, it was given to me at a group Reiki meditation and it was for the voice, like for basically for working on the throat chakra. And it was kind of when I started this podcast and I was really looking to strengthen my voice basically, just because I've never until the podcast done a whole lot vocally, um, other than, you know, talking everybody's ear off that I know. So I thought it came at the most perfect time and I put it, yeah, just like you said, in my sports bra, I've gone to yoga auditions with it in my sports bra and it never fails me. Amazing. So yeah, it's probably aquamarine or blue lace agate. Yeah, I'll send you a picture and you can tell me for sure. Well, thank you for being here. You're so amazing. This was such a fun conversation and we're going to have you back real soon. Yes, thank you so much for having me and thank you so much to everyone who listened. This was such a beautiful conversation and such a fun experience. So fun. I feel like in a way... I haven't like seen myself so much in someone as I have in you in a very long time, but I think I really do. I feel very connected to you and it's really cool. Agreed. Love it. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Marissa is such an inspiration. I'm thrilled to have been able to share her story with all of you. And I just wanted to make this little outro so that I could tell you the code we decided on for her crystal shop, Light, Love and Lace, is Soul on Fire. So we wanted to make it really easy. Soul on Fire, no spaces, no capitals. And that will get you 10% off from her crystal shop. The way you get there is by typing in light, love, and lace.myshopify.com and you'll be able to search through all her products. She has this really cute tote bag that says hashtag year of you, like we talked about in the episode. She has totes that say love yourself first. She believes she could, so she did. She has a girl boss package, which is crystals for abundance and success. She has Skype calls with her because she gives such incredible advice for how to develop and cultivate a spiritual practice. She has all sorts of crystals for calming and self-expression and actually the high vibe living girls who were on this podcast a few episodes ago got me a selenite wand from Marissa's shop and I use it every day for protection. So it's really awesome. And I think you guys will love it. I want to start doing more episodes on crystals. So if you're into that kind of stuff, just let me know on Instagram or email or anywhere if you are. And I can interview more people who are knowledgeable about crystals. And if you live in LA, Ceremony Meditation is a really cute, great place to go to buy crystals. But otherwise, regardless, I highly recommend Marissa's shop. Use our code soul on fire and I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening.